right uh, are we are we ready for our ode to cinema our ode to the death to cinema episode yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right cool shall we just jump into it then let's get ready to rumble Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that this week is more is in mourning. Is in mourning because essentially we're calling it now for the rest of 2020, Netflix of Friends have won. Not for anything that they've did themselves, but just because of co- well, the coronavirus, COVID-19, means that, well, that's it. Cinemas are shut. What can we do? What can, <laughs> what can the film buffs like us do? Uh, my name is Tosin. I am based up in the Midlands near Coventry, and joining me on the Isle of Wight in two separate self-isolation boots, I must point out, are Sharon. Hello. And you already heard him a little bit, Sean. Are you guys all right? Yes, yes, yes. Doing well, doing well. So this episode, we're not going to because we know for the rest of the year, I, I pretty much think it's probably going to be the rest of 2020. Netflix is going to be the only game in town. Netflix, yeah. when Disney Plus comes up at the end of the month, Amazon Prime, that's going to be essentially staying at home or watching things at home is going to be the, is going to be the only game in town. So, yeah. that's true. so we have decided that this week we're not going to look, talk about any of that and we're just going to talk about cinema and we're going to talk about uh, what this means. But so, Sean, I mean, I already heard you sort of like almost sort of, I heard the lament in your, even though you, even though you just went, nah. I heard the lament. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I went, when I heard they were shutting on Wednesday, I went to see, I, I went straight from work, I went to see Onward, because yep. the times were right. I came out of Onward, I had a quick um, quick munch of uh, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, went back, watched The Mandalorian, because they had a special showing of the first episode, mm-hmm. and then came out, grabbed a cup of coffee, went in, saw Bloodshot, so... <laughs> So that is above so, and beyond, I think. Well, I just, you know, I just saw. I felt sorry for all the staff there. They were all like, uh, I don't know, they they not sure what's happening to them because they're all zero hour contracts and what have you. Yeah. So I had a little chat with them for a while. And, well, there you go. So yeah, I mean, I'm really, really, I'm quite gutted. <laughs> to be fair, you know. And I mean, I'm not sure what's going to happen with our cards. Hopefully, we get some sort of refund or some sort of credit or. Do you, I don't suppose you know Sharon, do you? I haven't heard anything. No, I haven't got an email about it. Oh, well, okay. So yes, this is this is weird because the both of you have Cineworld Unlimited cards, and I've got an Odeon yeah. Limitless card just based on the cinemas that are close to us. And Odeon actually sent me an email saying we are suspending all payments. So as right. long as this thing goes on, we're not going to because I was already looking and going. Well, if you're closing cinemas, I'm not paying seventeen ninety nine a month for nothing. So yeah. unfortunately. Exactly. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to cancel this thing. But Odeon, who are apparently reading my mind and sent something, I just went, that's it. We're suspending all payments. We will not be taking any payments from you whatsoever as long as this thing lasts. As long as the cinemas are shut, you're we're, yeah, we're suspending membership. Yeah, I know. I don't know what it would be with Cineworld. They're a bit of a strange bunch, aren't they? Uh, they're all a, they're all strange bunches. I mean, <laughs> because because this is the problem. This is the problem is that I find with this whole thing is it is a weird situation that we have not experienced anything. Well, the, people like us, we haven't experienced it. I'd imagine that during wartime, like the Second World War in in Britain, that it would have been a similar thing where it's like, all right, everybody, you need to stop thinking about yourself and you need to start thinking about others. And you have to have this sort of collective spirit or collective idea of what to do. I imagine that's what it had to be like. And that's what it's getting to. But at the same time, this capitalism is just so much more advanced. So you have all these businesses that are, and I think it's in, within the rights to still be trying to make money while they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So they're still trying to say, okay, cool. Can we still make money? Can we still take your money from you and is there something we can still offer you that is that would be okay for you to give us your money uh because as we said last week i mean as I said last week it's looking like well, i don't think some cinema chains are going to survive this i really don't think no i don't no i know yeah because could be, could, could be the death of cinema couldn't it I think definitely it will be the death of some cinema chains. I think there there are some companies that have too much money, namely Disney, to let cinema mm-hmm. die. They will start yeah. up they will start up their own chain 
if need be. They'll they'll go and buy a whole bunch of defunct things. Because especially even my local Odeon, they've just spent a whole bunch of money. This is the Odeon in Naneaton. They spent a whole bunch of money renovating the place and making sure that all the seats were like, you know, electronic recliners and all that. And now it's oh just... My God. Em- yeah, I know. And it's just empty. And it's not making any money whatsoever. It is... It is... Oh, good Lord. It is so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. And it's and the worst thing about it is like it's not it's not like you know there was somebody who was embezzling or anything. This is just nobody, nobody saw this coming. Nobody figured this out. No, no, no. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally bonkers. Isn't it? Yeah, sorry, Sharon. What was yeah. that? With, well, it's completely unprecedented, and there's no end date. I mean, with normally other things, you've got an end date, or you've got a. You know, you don't know what the world will look like at the other side of this, really. <laughs> yeah, we have no clue. We have we have absolutely no clue. It's just it's just open ended. Um, That's it. It's just... And it's global, so it's going to affect the production of of film and the production of drama uh, for the next the next year easily. You can see that anything that's not in already in production or in post production is probably not going to be seeing the light of day for the next. Wow, it's going to be at least a year, I think, before they go into full scale production again, isn't it? Just for safety of yeah the crew cast and crews well yeah it's because even with oh because obviously i make videos for small businesses and obviously what you've just mentioned is happening to me on a much smaller scale so from like last from last week um i already i already started getting uh uh so people canceling things for me to film with them Saying sorry, 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 gonna self isolate, gonna sorry, gonna self isolate, gonna self isolate, and so if I filmed something and I have it here, I can start editing it. But the stuff that I hadn't filmed yet, I didn't go around to. I that's just not gonna happen for a while. So it's 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 all it's all a bit up in the air. But then again, it was probably a good thing that they cancelled it because chances are that I might actually have this COVID nineteen thing. Do you think so? How, what what makes what makes you say that, Toes? Oh, my temperature went up Monday night. Uh, my my temperature went up Monday night. Started feeling really ill, and uh, and living with a doctor, working and thinking, oh, I can't, I cannot, I cannot infect her. I just sort of went and locked myself up in the office, and I was hopeful that okay, it might just be one of these things. You know, sometimes when you go out there and you do, like I've been cycling, I've been cycling out in the cold, and sometimes that has a weird effect on me. I was like, maybe we'll just pass mm-hmm. over by the morning. Woke up in the morning and I was like, "No, oh rubbish! No, this hasn't passed. This, yeah. this is still here." So, I've, oh dear. So we've started our fourteen where do you days. Think, where do you think you might have got it from? Well, I didn't have a car for a couple of days, and I had to start going on public transport. And ah. and that is. Uh, to, let me be honest with you, right? I'm going to be honest with you right now. I'm a bit paranoid about everything, so. Mm. This is probably my paranoia speaking. I think it was public transport. I think that's what did it. <laughs> because yeah. if because if you're in your, uh, I, I could actually feel myself anytime I left the house and I before or anytime I left the house and I sat down anywhere that had anything that was that uh, where I was going to be in the in public for a while. I could feel myself just getting anxious. I'm going, oh my god, I'm, I've got to leave. I've got to leave. I can't be hanging around these people for this long. I don't know where they've been. I don't know what they've got. <laughs> it is. I, I tell you what, though, Toes, and it's fun, you say that, but it does make you paranoid. I mean, I coughed once today, and I thought, oh no. And <laughs> I know, like you, you know, you're like everything, and it's probably nothing. But you just, you know, you just think, oh my god. You know, it's yeah, well, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, at the it's like it, you can't, you, you're not allowed to have any other illness because anytime you have any, you think, oh my god, is this, is this that? So, so even now at the moment, there's bits of it that are, there's bits of what happening with like my temperature going up and down, going up and down, which are textbook, but I'm not coughing, so that isn't textbook to what they said the symptoms are supposed to be. Um, uh-huh. I, have, I have this weird stomach thing where my stomach, which is not, which I haven't heard in any things where they say, oh yeah, if if you have COVID nineteen, then uh, you have an upset stomach. I haven't I haven't heard anything like that. But so, but there's also bits where because I have quite severe hay fever um, at this time of year, and I feel like that's beginning to start, and it's beginning to yeah. sort of pick you back on. The, so it's kind of like, oh, is that is that a COVID nineteen thing or is that just hay fever? <laughs> and quite frankly the fact is i'm not sick enough to have to go to any hospital and i'm hoping i won't be sick enough i'm hoping that after 14 days i'll be fighting fit once again um but yeah it's it's all a bit crazy all all a bit crazy so mm. right anyway we 
We, okay, so this week we said that what we're going to sit down, so we're just going to have like a bit of a, a bit of a chat about what was the last film that you saw in the cinema. And Sh- Sean, you, you already gave us a little bit of a of an insight into what you did. That you, when you heard it was going to shut, you actually went. No, that's it. I'm going to go. I'm going to make sure I actually see some films there before, before <laughs> yeah. I go. Yeah, I, I would have yeah. done that, but I was already in lockdown by then. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, talk- that's yeah. it, really. So- and I just didn't. <laughs> John just went. Nope, that's it. Military wives will be the last thing I see in the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be my epitaph. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. But, but so, you did see. But you have seen Kingdom. I watched. I, I think. Oh, I, Netflix, you said, did, yeah. Have you seen the whole lot? Got the whole six yeah. episodes. Oh, you have. Yeah, I'm trying not to do any spoilers because I've only seen the first two. Oh so no, far. R- we're, we're, not do, we're not doing any Netflix today. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. That's Netflix, cool. Then. Netflix is going to have more than enough of a. It's going to have more than a, it's going to have the whole playground to itself for for a yeah, long time. That's true. So we're not doing any Netflix today. I mean, with all due respect, I love you, but screw you, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. No, that's good. That's good. So cinema, we like. We're just we're just going to talk. We're just going to talk cinema. We're just going to talk cinema. Talk about what it's like. We'll talk about the films we saw. Talk about how much we're going to miss it. And I'm guessing how much you just really, really hope that at some point we can get back in there. But um, yeah. so okay, let's. Uh, this is going to be all over the place. It's going to be a bit scatterbrained, a bit like me at the moment. Um, so Sean, let's kick off with Onward. You went to see Onward after I spoke about it. Uh, what did you? I think? did. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what, Tozin? I, I I have to agree with you. I I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I, I, it was really different and really new, wasn't it? It was a really sort of bold concept. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. You know, it was. Uh, I like. I liked the ideas behind it, and I thought, you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, the ending was. It's just like, yeah. Do you know? It was. Um, yeah, I know. I know was, what you mean. Uh, I know what you mean, man. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I have to say everything that we said on the other podcast. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, the, a major four star. You know. Um, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and also, yeah. I'll tell you one other thing. I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we should do this week, because these things that we've seen in the cinema. I know that they've said today that they're going to be Universal is going to be trying to release, trying to do sort of home release thing for a lot of these films that didn't get that long in the cinema. But quite frankly, yeah. the fact is, like something like Onward, as good as it is, we don't know when people are going to get to see it. So um, we don't know when people are going to get to see it. We don't know what the plan is with that. So I am thinking, and if you don't like spoilers, I would say, um, I would say you might want to avoid this. I'm thinking that we just go, we go, we don't care about spoilers today. Yeah. Okay. Well, why not? Yeah. Spoilers. Sharon, Sharon, spoilers. What do you think? We could. Yeah, I'm okay with the spoiler zone. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah I, 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 don't, I think we don't care about spoilers today. I, I think we just, um, we just talk about how good these films are and enjoy them. Um, um, let's face it by the time they get to watch these films no one's going to remember anyway if, yeah, yeah, if the they tw- have to wait for them to be released on whatever platform yeah the 25 people or so who listen to this none are going to remember <laughs> so, <it's>, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so sure yeah carry on what you're saying about Onward I mean if you okay. want to talk but about yeah, it, um, I mean, I'm, I'm releasing yeah, the shackles I'm, Sean go <laughs> oh, that's cool okay then yeah <laughs> I mean I like this I like this straight from the start as I say the relationship between the the you know, you don't think really until it gets towards the end of the film, the relationship between the two brothers, Yeah. you know, and, and you can see him thinking back and there's all that, all the paraphernalia. He thinks back to all the photos that are in his home and where he's been. And it's sort of, did you see that coming when, when, um, when you watched it first away? Did you, did you oh. see that coming? Oh, okay. So you, you this saw is the end what, coming so, with the so, brothers. But... So we're talking about the, 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 the film. To be honest with you, I didn't see it coming because so this is the film. No, I didn't and, either. And, and what, what essentially they do in the film is that they they cast the spell to bring their dad back for a day. It goes wrong the first time, so only half their dad shows up. So it's just the bottom half of their dad. So they essentially they spend most of the film walking around with these with a pair of legs. Yeah, <laughs> which, a, which I mean the dance, the little dancing, yeah, da- and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know he's got like a to do list, doesn't he? He's got the, the stuff when he gets the time to spend with his dad. Yeah. This yeah. is what he wants to do. He wants uh, to spend uh, time, wants to have a chat with him, wants to dance, wants to laugh. Yeah. And uh, he thinks he thinks back and he's sort of, even though it's a pair of legs, he's he's done all those things, you know, with someone that, 
that uh, yeah, because you you know, have, loves you have, him and has looked out for him. Yeah, you have the two brothers. Like, you have the two brothers. Um, one of them yeah. never met the dad. Um, like the mom was pregnant when the dad died. <laughs> And um, so, yeah. so he's the one who's like, who's who, who really, really wants to meet us. And I thought what was going to happen. And quite frankly, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought, okay, they're going to go for a cheesy ending, and there's going to be some loophole in the whole thing where, don't worry, because you only, you only, because you only completed the the spell at this point, you're going to get another day, and you're going to get a whole other day with your dad. And I thought it was going to be something like that, but but what I really yeah. like is that Pixar were like, no, there's actual stakes here. You have 24 yeah. hours, and and in the at the end of the film is towards the end of the 24 hours and the sun's going down and then they end up having to make a decision where essentially only one of them only one of them is going to get to see the dad and uh That's what, right. yeah what you're talking about sean is the fact that one of them actually says you know what don't worry about it it's like it's don't worry about it i mean you never got a chance to say goodbye to him. oh good lord i'm almost tearing up now <laughs> that's it yeah I know I tell you I talk about it yeah because, oh, because they're, they're, they're I'm talking seriously about almost tearing up right now yeah he says because he says to his um, Danny, I mean he's talking about it in an earlier time he said they're talking about the brothers they're there they're talking about things and he said oh I did there's only he goes I've only got one bad memory about dad yeah yeah and it's like but I mean that was earlier on and you think oh well and he says I don't really and then a bit later on in the film he does say you know oh I've, you know, I wish I'd have said goodbye, sort of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 so, it's, so, it's so, odd, isn't it? Essentially, I think I think it's I think it's just Pixar are brilliant at storytelling, and it's just a very well told story. It's like nothing gets wasted. So anything that gets said earlier in the film gets br- pulled up and used again later. And the, yeah. the the bit that I thought that you would really like is in the final battle, how they didn't just bring out some magical, ooh, look, we have this big bazooka that we haven't spoken about <laughs> for the whole film, and that's going to yeah. save us. But it was everything that they had learned during the course of their quest. That's what was brought out in that final fight. And I love the way yeah. they did that. I love the way they did So, yeah. So, yeah. Sharon, if you ever get a chance, I don't know when, how, mm-hmm. what. It's 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 Disney and they are annoying with their vaults. They tend to lock everything up, and I wouldn't be surprised if Disney just went. You know what? We're just gonna lock ourselves down and hunker down until this whole thing blows over. Then we're gonna show up with all of our money and buy everybody. Yeah. Well, I I I, I have to say with the Mandalorian, they just plugged. They showed loads of. They had a really really good trade about the Disney. Disney un, what they call it? Un, Disney Plus, yeah. and it, they were just plugging it all the time, like every film, the superhero films, the you know, all the cartoon, everything like that. They were plugging it all the way through. So, okay, so, so tell me about this. So, The Mandalorian. So, obviously, we know this is the big Star Wars TV show that is. Yeah. Um, there's the baby Yoda thing, isn't there? Yeah. I think that's the only little, thing I know about it. Yeah, he's a little baby Yoda, five hundred years old. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, so, they age it different. They age it. You know, some of the alien species they age differently. You know, yeah, so. it, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, the Mandalorian is obviously you have Disney Plus coming out at the end of this month. They don't, Disney don't care. They're like, yeah, because we're going to go ahead with this thing because yeah, we're going to get your money anyway, and you're going to be in a whole. What you're going to be doing? So, they had a preview screening of the first episode. Was this a cine worldwide thing or what? Well, it was. It was just unlimited. You know, I mean, it was did say an unlimited showing. Okay, um, so people you know, with unlimited card cards. holders. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't just, it was really, really plugging the Disney Plus, you know. I mean, they oh, had, yeah. they showed little bits of the Clone Wars. Well, they showed a little section of, they said, oh, we're going to, new new series of the Clone Wars, and they showed a bit of the Clone Wars. And then it, they must have had this montage of Disney movies for maybe, that lasted, you know, four or five minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you had all the Marvel, and then you had all the brands, Disney, Marvel, it's, yeah, it's, it's what else di- do they own? It, it's it's going to be it's going to be Disney. There's going to be a there's going to be a Marvel strand, a Pixar strand, uh, Pixar. That's yeah, and National Geographic as well. National Geographic, yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, I have to say, it did it was pretty impressive. It, so it really, is. I think, I think, I think with the with the Mandalorian, it was more of a promotion of Disney Plus. I reckon. <laughs> It's like come to the cinema. Well, on your last yeah, day in the cinema, cinema, come to the cinema. And let's tell you what you can go watch at home. That's <laughs> it. And of course, on the big screen where you've got all the, all the, all the everything from Marvel superheroes to National Geographic. Do you know what I mean? They really, really plugged it. So yeah. And perhaps you know, perhaps 
perhaps they started this whole cor- no I shouldn't say perhaps they started this Corey Raiders thing so they can take over the world <laughs> Disney eh? uh, look uh, the thing is like, uh, to be honest with you at the moment there's, there, I know there's conspiracy theories out there and I'm refusing to look at any of them because yeah. because it's just one of these you know there's going to be you know there's going to be conspiracy theories the second something like this comes in you're like oh there's going to be conspiracy theories it's just the same way <laughs> the same way I know I know. I remember last week we, we were talking about Nigerian churches for some reason I do not remember how we ended up on that <laughs> I, 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 I don't remember how we ended up on Nigerian churches but it was the same way that I knew I knew that there was going to be some idiot in a Nigerian church somewhere that was going to come out and say something along the lines of don't worry God has spoken to me and told me that none of you as long as you're part of this church are going to catch it so i yeah. the same way i knew that was going to happen the, <laughs> the same and i have and my dad has sent me a video of exactly that of exactly it is so so annoying but it's really yeah oh my oh sean i can't i d- I I can't, I can't explain how annoying it is. I can't explain. I can't explain how annoying it is. Uh, as as a Nigerian and as a Christian, it is so annoying. But, 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 but anyway, but the same way that, that there's going to be a heck of a lot of conspiracy theories as to how this thing came about, as to why it came about, as to who is going to benefit from this virus being around, and. Let's but be, I've just started one, haven't I? Disney. <laughs> Let's be honest. Some people are going to benefit from it. There are people who are going to yeah, benefit definitely. from it. And it's, and it's already, uh, I mean, the, there's... Amazon. A, yeah, Amazon. Amazon, Netflix, all the... They're going to benefit from it. All the things that you can only do when you're at home, they're going to benefit from it. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's, a, remote, yeah. there's a remote working app called Zoom. Zoom, Skype, Google, Google Hangouts, um, WebEx. They're all going to benefit from it, so it's so. There's going to be conspiracy theories as to what, why. Oh, maybe they did this. Maybe they. Oh, maybe they went and created this thing in the lab so we could actually do this. But hey, anyway. But we'll do that. So anyway, what you let's get back to film. What you saw or what you saw of the Mandalorian? Did did is it does it make you want to see more? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, definitely. It's class. It was like um, how can I put it? Reminded me very very much of a clint eastwood spaghetti western very much updated and the guy even the mandalorian even talks like clint eastwood all right it's just like you know when he goes into a bar and there's loads of people in the bar and all that and he's like yeah i've got a i've got a bounty for you you know because he's like a they're like mandalorians are like bounty hunters, bounty hunters you know? yeah yeah so but you know they're really really good bounties it says oh yeah well i've only got this one you have to and uh yeah unless you want them more so basically obviously the first part is him getting some bounties and they got the old freezing cubes like they had what and oh, Han Solo had, oh, carbonite yeah that's it carbonite anyway and then he goes they go, he goes what have you got this expensive well i got this job unless you know you've got to get this this alien species i mean i i, I don't think it's too much in the way of spoilers because because uh you know, it's pretty much a spaghetti western, like in it. What, so they go on a mission. You see, now this is the thing. I thought that this would be right up your alley because a, it's pretty much a spaghetti western in the Star Wars yeah. universe. So yeah. So okay, the question I'm just going to ask Sean is: So did you prefer this to the Rise of Skywalker? Oh yes, <laughs> very very much so. Oh yes, uh, yes, much much much. This was far far superior. It was uh, you know, it was it was really really well done. <laughs> I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't fault it very much. And there's a, there's a little, there's a, uh, a long scene in it where he's, uh, there's this like battle droid thing, yep. which is another bounty hunter. Yep. And he goes, oh, we got, a, we got, we've got a team up with this battle. The battle droid was pretty impressive. You know, that all that bounty hunter. He goes, hey, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. So they sort of team up to take on hundreds of people. Reminded me a bit of um, Clint Eastwood and, um, Lee Van Cleef in uh, in uh, for a few dollars more, where yeah. they take on Indio's band. So yeah, it was very much, very much. It, well, well, it was basically a spaghetti western, you know, spaghetti yeah. western with uh, with bigger guns and spacecraft instead oh. of horses. Although there was there was a thing like there was a scene horses where like these creature things, which are like horses but not horses, but they, you know they need to be broken in. And obviously, obviously, you get all these old characters along the way. You know, oh yeah, just leave me the 
I forget what they're called, those things, but they're like like little hoppy horse things, you know, that are quite violent and need, need taming. So you've got that bit as well. So basically, yeah, it's a quest, you know. Okay. But okay. yeah, really, really good. All right. Now, um, Sharon. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Sharon. You said nothing, did <laughs> you? Let me come in. Here. No, I'm still here. I was listening because I, I am obviously I've grown up with my um all my cinema going life has been. It started with the Star Wars film, the first one in 1977. My first one I saw the cinema, so I have grown up literally with the Star Wars phenomena, and through all the cinema incarnations, the ups and downs, and now it's sort of moving on. To a new phase of its existence so using taking advantage of these different platforms so it's interesting to hear how yeah the mandalorian is sort of like just carrying that torch forward uh, for another generation really right yeah so well what i was actually going to ask about was to move on move on from that was to talk about your last cinema viewing experience so we reviewed the film last week but uh yeah. Yeah, and I think at the time when we when we recorded last week, we pretty much had this idea that you know we think that this very soon we're not going to be able to go to the cinema. That cinema is going to be shut and all that. So if someone was to tell you that was the last film that you saw in the cinema, would you be happy with it? Yeah, I think I left on a high because I really enjoyed it. Mm. I mean, it was a very emotional film. Um, this was Military Wives, is yeah. the last film I saw. Um, I'm glad that it was a British film because I do like to support my British cinema. Yeah. Um, and it was a cast I knew and it was a story I knew. So all those elements were there. So, yes, I, I don't regret that that was the last film I saw. I might have been happier had it been Emma because I thought Emma was particularly <laughs> outstanding as as a film. Yeah. Um, as, as for this year, I mean, but but... but as a sort of a last sort of nod to cinema um for this for the time being yeah military rise was a good one to go out on it was yeah it wasn't just that one note that i thought it was going to be i thought it was just going to be hey girls let's sing a song and be just like summer holiday but you know on a military base yeah it was no there was there was much more sort of depth to it than i was anticipating and um yeah it wasn't just about singing and the, the military rise choirs aren't just about singing they're about supporting each other they're about joint community. They're about all the things we need to be learning about at the moment is about how you can support each other. I was, I was, think, I was, I was so thinking exactly that. <laughs> I was thinking it. When you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, it sounds like we need a little bit of that right now. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it was um, pertinent <laughs> to the times we live in. Yes. And there's, there's ramping, even though we've got this coronavirus sort of rampaging around the world, military tensions, we've had a couple of deaths in Iraq, haven't we, um, this recently, a British serviceman plus... British servicemen injured, a soldier was killed, and then some American service people have been killed. So tensions are ramping up again. So we could be in that situation um, again where we are watching those flag-draped coffins come back. So it's it's a timely reminder to say, you know, we can look back at the Afghanistan sort of conflict and think, oh, we're glad that's over. Um, but we've got another one probably looming on the horizon that will bring us back into those places so yeah we need to be find any means we can of helping the people who live through that to get through it yeah it's uh yeah it it does uh uh you see this is the problem right because usually this this podcast is just something where we just we're just like you know yeah it's all well and cool we're just being silly we're just uh, we're just talking about films and all this <laughs> other stuff and it's usually like an escape and i think like something like this has just meant that it's affected absolutely every area of life, this virus. And it means that you can't just talk about something and, and ignore the problems or ignore the effects. Like, there's... I mean, okay, Sharon, you're a Walking Dead fan. Yep. And there's bits about this that I feel we're going to end up with a Walking Dead type situation where if we do have a <laughs> lockdown, there's still people who are going to be going out on the streets and they're going to be trying to rule the streets. Because Zombies. Yes. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of like. I mean, this is. Do you know what? Something tozing. This is something I've been preparing for. Or, <laughs> not so much the virus, but but the zombie holocaust. I've been so. Who knows? Who so, knows? So what have you got? What have you got? Have you got a go bag? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got a, I've got a bag to go. Yeah, I've got I've got sort of different safe houses where I can go and all prepare. <laughs> you know, all ideas where I can go. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm ready ready for holocaust, but I don't think this is quite that. No. So if you were in America, would you be one of those people going and buying a gun? Well, 
I've got this thing, and I always think with zombie films, I mean, and I asked a lot of people questions this. I was up with in the office and I said, so if it was a zombie holocaust, would you rather have a baseball bat, a pump-action shotgun with, with 200 rounds, or a machete? And, um, machete. you know, you'd have a machete, would you? Yeah. I'd, prob- I'd probably go for the baseball bat. I think I'd go for the baseball mach- bat. Because a machete could probably break quite, you know. It you depends could... if it's properly tempered steel or not, but, yeah, oh, well, I think... <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think, go on, Sharon. Yeah, uh, sorry, Sharon. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I would just go with I would go with the, the blade, but um, but yes, I think a baseball bat would. It's got heft and yeah. swing. So yeah, that's it. But there's um, but then someone said, well, if you had the shotgun, you could use it. You could use it as a club afterwards. Nah, but I think if you use, I think if you noisy. used it too much, it'd probably break after a while, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's, it gets it's, too hot and it's too noisy. And it doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It 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 doesn't work as a club. And you and by the no. time by the time all your rounds were out and you tried to use it as a club, you you had you don't have any practice at using this thing as a club. So, That's it. And, and if you have been using it, you cannot hold a barrel of a shotgun. After you have been shooting sure. with it. No, that's true. <laughs> true. True enough. True enough. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So. Yeah, I need a little so bag of So you would of not have been out there going and buying a gun then, because I think because someone said, you no, know, I haven't seen it myself, but someone was saying on the internet um, that some American, some of these gun shop owners are saying, hey, it's been great for us because they've sold out. They are, they yeah, have like their shops have just been cleaned out. Yeah, I would not be surprised. Yeah. Would not be surprised at all. And and the funny thing is, I was speaking to Superfan Nina earlier today, and we're talking about the fact that it's if you've ever read World War Z. We're like, oh, yes, good, I lo- have. good lord! This is <laughs> you're looking and going. I think Max Brooks might be a prophet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because but it's funny. I was thinking um, <laughs> the different ways we react. Just about sorry about stockpiling. I went in the supermarket thinking, I wonder if they've got any like runner bean seeds or like beetroot, so I can start my garden off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And they were all gone. <laughs> so really? I was thinking, okay, if I'm stuck at home, I'm going to do my garden, do my veg patch. Uh, but they were all gone. There literally was just like radishes left. And it's like, yeah, a few radishes go a long way. Let's tell me that in the garden. Yeah. So it was quite funny how we we respond differently. And um, I'm not sure if, if Max Brooks talked about buying seeds and stuff at the beginning of World War Z, but oh, no, no, the dead head. No, nah, I don't think he did. It was just like, it was just like run. Run and try and find yeah. a way, try and find a way to. Yeah, he he also wrote the zombie survival guide. Yes, he did. Yes, I've got that as well. Oh, yeah, I've read that. That's quite cool, actually. Tells you all about the ones that walk under the water and stuff. And gives you all what what I like about it is he says about years like that all the different outbreaks there were like in ancient Assyria and places like that. Which you know this could be something along those lines, couldn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Except they won't shamble towards you. They just cough. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Get away! Get away! Quick! Hit them with the baseball bat. Oh, well, okay. I, uh, Sean, I promise not to come anywhere close to you. Just keep your baseball bat. All right. Keep your baseball bat. I, I won't I come. Will, yeah. I won't bring my high temperature close to you. I won't bring my developing cough close to you. I promise. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. Right, so okay, so so that was that, and now the, it's funny, right? It's funny, right? That there was uh, one of the last films I saw before I, before cinemas shut was a film called Little Joe, which was a preview screening that they had, and it is really really weird how you know when you feel like there's something in the water, and this will sort of like kick off like you know people's conspiracy theories and all that. Yeah, but it's it. The problem with this is a this is a it's a film about a research center somewhere in the UK. About it's about a research center somewhere in the UK, and uh, a lady is there and she she's like recently been hired and she starts developing this plant. And the whole idea about this plant is that you're supposed to it's supposed to, when people sniff it, it's supposed to make them happy. But she has cut some corners to get this plant to do what it wants, and so. So she goes in there and people are like, oh, wait, how did you do this? How did you do this? And she says, they've done a whole bunch of things where like, there's a whole bunch of people who work there who are not quite happy with it. They're like, no, that's not natural. Like she's made the plant sterile, for instance. She's, they're like, how did you do this this quickly? She's like, oh, I just did blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, that doesn't make any sense. Because th- there's people who, like her, her supervisor is convinced that she might have done something that's illegal to get this plant to that point. 
And then it not so and as the film carries on, it turns out that whenever people sniff the sniff the flower, sniff the pollen from the flower, it does make them happy, but it looks like it also does something else to them. So everybody who sniffs this flower, the first person who sniffs it is a dog. And the dog's owner, she's like, That's not my dog anymore. That's not my my dog doesn't act like that. Why is my dog why did my dog bite me? My dog that is not my dog. She puts the dog down because she's like, That flower did something weird to that to that um dog. And and people keep saying do you notice that everybody who still sniffs this flower there's a subtle change in their in their character and it's and the woman because obviously this is like her baby this is the thing that she's been working on for you she's like no 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 i didn't say it i didn't notice anything i didn't notice anything what are you talking about that's silly that doesn't make any sense but obviously if that was really the truth and if there was nothing in there there wouldn't really be a film in there so essentially what you have in this flower is that this flower is pretty much in the pollen is a bit of a virus and whenever anybody sniffs the pollen of the of this flower it affects their brain and the and it's it's almost this sort of like nature nurture thing and it talks about the fact that because this because this plant has been made sterile the plant is fighting like hell to stay alive so every time somebody sniffs it it affects their brain and makes that the most important thing in their life is protecting this flower and making sure that more of this flower gets planted and wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and little by little, the the um, scientist who 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 made it, who's played by a lady called Emily Beecham, little by little, she starts realizing. Like for instance, her boss, her boss who is dead set against her. Like at the beginning of the film, her refrain is, "He's out to get me. Carl's out to get me. He wants to get me. He doesn't want me to do." And then all of a sudden, she she goes to him and she's like, "I made a mistake. This is what I did." And he's like, "Oh well, I guess we all have to make advances. We all have to make sacrifices for advancement of science. Don't worry, it'll be fine." And then she starts thinking, oh my Uh-oh. word, what is going on? <laughs> and the fact is that she's also taking this plant and she's taking one home for her son because her son is Joe. And that's why she called the plant Little Joe. She named it after her son. And she's taking one home. For, so there's one in her house with her son breathing this thing in and all that. So, and this is one of the creepiest films I have seen recently. It is so creepy. The score the score is nerve jangling like the score is so unsettling and this is i don't notice scores in films that often but the score in this there's no way you can't not notice it it's it's so it like creeps up the up your neck and the music just lets you know something bad something bad something bad and you're like no no it sounds great <laughs> it sounds like, sounds really good i i sure i think you'd like it i think you'd like it because it's kind of let me put it this way there's few films i've seen that have made a shot of a row of flowers look so ominous. It is like it's, it's like the birds taking the everyday and egg, making it a bit like uh oh. Exactly, exactly. Also, it helps that the plant doesn't quite look normal. The plant doesn't quite look normal, but because this, so essentially, because the monster in this creature is not like it's a bit like them, but them also you had giant ants, so those actually moved and did stuff. But this just sits there, and every now and then bristles, and then flowers oh. and then this pff, comes out and it is just so creepy the film is so creepy and it is so because and i think the thing about it is that the science behind it the science behind it makes sense the and you're you're watching this thing uh, my, my brother has this he has this theory that uh british films he's, he's like uh oh if you have a sci-fi movie if it's going to have a depressing ending it's going to be british so, yeah. so remember he saw the film Life, which is all about people discovering this new life form on Mars and all that. He saw it, and when he saw the ending, he got he called me up and he was like, "Tosin, is this a British film?" That ending tells me it's a British film, <laughs> <laughs> because the ending of Life, quite frankly, is mega, mega. Oh my word, we are all dead. <laughs> we are, oh dear. Yeah, we're we're all dead. And so this film, like, it's going towards the end, and you're thinking, and even though everything about this film tells you. Well, this is a. It's, it's set in England. It's going to be, and yeah, it. it but the picture that they put, they paint in this film is just so bleak that you're hoping that there's, you're hoping for a Hollywood ending. I found myself hoping for a totally unrealistic Hollywood ending where Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up with a flamethrower and burns everything. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I will take that right now. Even though, even though I, I think I could see the ending that's coming. And even, after the, if, and even after the ending comes, there is still like a little bit of a coda right after, 
what you think is the inevitable that's going to happen. Then right after that, there's another bit that they put in there that, that actually made me hold my head in my hands. I was like, oh my God, no. Oh my God, no. <laughs> and also the, the fact that I watched this during the, the while we're in the midst of this whole coronavirus, COVID-19 thing, I was like, oh, good Lord. It's like, uh, it was like, there's some things that as humans, we're just not equipped to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so it was it's a but it's a really good film and uh because it's one of those smaller films that i think will show up on a streaming service before long because nobody was expecting that to be a blockbuster um so uh i would say when when it when you get a chance little joe uh watch it sean i think you would really really like it sharon it does sound that sound my sort of film it, it really really does i mean it's it i mean i never saw it but you know like phase four where they, oh, yeah, yeah. Where they do so, where they say something like, you know, oh, there's something with the ants, or oh, what's it with the ants? Are the ants going to do something? And it's it's one of those sort of films where it's essentially about this bad guy that most people cannot see and therefore write off. And the genius thing about the bad guy yeah. in this film is that is that what it does is to make you feel like it doesn't is to make you think it doesn't exist. <laughs> So everybody who's, who sniffs this flower, they don't think there's anything wrong with them. They, they, they don't think, they're like, whoa, what's the problem with you? I'm happy. Of course, I'm happy. Why wouldn't I be happy? Why would you want to? And the, oh, it's, uh, yeah, very good film. Very, very good film. And also, I would say that it also means that Ben Whishaw, Ben Whishaw is in the film as well as a love interest of the main character. I can't remember anybody's names in this film, apart from one lady whose name was Bella because her dog was called Bello. Um, but, yeah, I think I was just scared for everybody I saw on screen. Oh, yeah, Ben Wisher, he play he's he's building himself a quite a nice little tract of of sort of like you know quiet menace, almost as it like yes, you know you know how he was in the David Copperfield, where yeah yeah he's quiet Uriah Heap. yeah he plays Uriah Heap, but he brings this kind of like oh he's he's oh he's harmless he's all that then when he shows his teeth it's like oh and the yeah yeah and he and the the arc that he takes in this film it's just this quiet oh my god there's something oh there's something and it builds up to this one moment something not right yes yes it builds up to this one moment that is shocking it is very mundane well, I say it's mundane in that, in, from a cinematic point of view, it's mundane. It isn't. It isn't like you know, a big deal isn't made out of it or anything like that. But this moment is just shocking when it happens. You're like, oh my god, <laughs> So yeah, even when you get a chance, watch it. And but as I said, be warned. The score is crazy. The score is so unsettling. The score just puts you on edge. <laughs> what sort of instruments do they use? Do you reckon? Now this is, I think I think that the score of this film is act, I think I read something somewhere I might be mixing up stories um but but to be honest with you right now with my with my temperature and everything like that there's some times where I'm finding it hard to say what's actually happening and what I dreamt because <laughs> everything is kind of everything is kind of like blowing into one into one another but um I think it's actually an old Japanese composer who did this so there are and I think it's music from the 70s or something like that. So it does sound like there's some Japanese instrumentation in there. But it's very discordant and very... It sounds like there's some strings in there. Then also just like... <laughs> and it's... it's I, I really... I honestly cannot describe it. You have to listen to it. I mean, it might be on, it might be on um, YouTube or something. If you look for Little Joe's score or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh. Um, I might check that out then. Yeah, but honestly, this is the this is a film that I have never come out of a film going, "All right, the score, the score is the freakiest thing about that film. <laughs> that score is going to give me nightmares." <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, Sean, let's get back to. I think this was the final film that you actually saw in the cinema, and this it was, was this was the last one. Blo- yeah, Bloodshot, and this tells Bloodshot. you that. You know, the fact that this is the final film you saw in the cinema tells me everything that I need to know about your dedication to cinema and your dedication to the Cineworld staff who work on the Isle of Wight and how much you wanted to support them and show support for them by going to watch a film. Because everything about this film says Sean will hate this. So (laughs) It it does. And everybody told me, everybody told me, they said, oh, you don't like the France, Fast and Furious, you won't. 
blah blah. I everyone said no, I'm not bothered to see it. Anyway, um, I have to say the cinema was deserted because it was a late show, and obviously it was like a nine nine o'clock showing, and um, so there was no one. <laughs> there was no one in there. It was quite weird, really. I'll have to send you a photo because I actually took a photo of, of me. So yeah, send it. Send it anyway, through, man. About, so you were so the we, last person in the last screening at the last opening of the cinema. Maybe, yeah. You're like the last, yeah, the Omega Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, be like twenty eight days later. I was, I was expect, I was expecting, I was expecting to come out and it just be like the whole place, like no, <laughs> no one around, you know, and hello, then walk in yeah. the car park. Yeah, hello, hello. So, so yeah, it was, a, it was pretty cool. But yeah, so anyway, I'll, I'll tell you about this. Yes, everything about this movie says it should be one that I hate, didn't it? It's got Vin Diesel in it. It's got the kind of yeah. it, it's got the kind of um, premise. Which Fast is and Furious vibe. It, uh, yeah. uh, the premise of it is that he's he's what well, he's dead, but then they bring him back with nanobots in his blood, and he becomes a superhero pretty much. And that's yeah, a, well, he's it, that's 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 yeah, that's pretty much it. It's based on a on a comic, on yes. a comic character. Obviously, with superheroes being. In fact, there's a thing on tonight with Mark Kermode that I'm probably going to end up watching on on. Um, uh, BBC Four, so I'll probably watch that because Mark Kermode is doing superhero movies. So yeah. that's probably one of my things. Well, anyway, Peter's film, yeah, he's a comic book character, and um, he's like a marine. And it starts off, he's in, he's obviously rescuing this this hostage thing, and what happens? And then he gets kidnapped, and he's they kidnap his wife. It's the first few minutes of the film. He's with his wife. It's a bit cheesy, you know, little lovey dovey, yeah. and then. You, you know it. We know all that. Sorry, go on, Toast. I was going to say we know yeah, all yeah. that. That that's in the trailer. We, Even without seeing the trailer, we know all that they're going to do that. I haven't <laughs> seen the trailer. I never, I never saw the trailer for this. But anyway, okay. So anyway, but yeah. So we're talking conspiracy theories here. There's obviously something's not quite right. Yeah. So you go. Guy Pierce is in it, and I like Guy Pierce. All right. And he's okay. like this suit. He's like yeah. He's like a super nanotech super. Well, he's not. He's got people that work for him. Are and uh is he essentially playing the same guy he played in iron man 3 yeah similar sort of role similar <laughs> yeah. sort of role yeah um and you've got these other people in it like you know you got you got a, a woman that can stay underwater and you've got a guy that's like super fast and got so you've got like a little team um but yeah there's there's uh, can i do could this be spoilerific go for it not? go for it i don't oh, okay uh, because i feel i feel like you know I know what's going to happen yeah. in this film. So <laughs> That's it, yeah. Well, basically, so w- what they do is he, he goes through this same scenario. They keep waking him up because he keeps getting killed and they keep waking him up. And basically, they give him they give him slight memories of what happened with his wife because his wife obviously killed and that. And they've, they more or less program him to um, kill people. He's got like, this kill list. And so, so what they do, the person who killed his wife... They morph, you know, like they can do it. They go, all right, okay, because they're programming his brain. They say, okay, let's put on this face, and they're put on the face of of uh, someone who they want to kill. So of course he says, "Well, I'm going after him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to finish him." So well, off because, he goes. Because so, that person killed my wife. Because that person killed my wife. Yeah. So and he's done this to quite a lot of people because you see this like little kill list with them all crossed off, and there's a couple left. But the one that's left, there's obviously, uh, um, like. Uh, there's this this underground techie techie boy that manages Vin Diesel finally yep. figures out what's happening and the other they send the super the other superheroes after him and there's you know some massive big crash bang action scenes and stuff um so far this, yeah. oh, this is exactly what I thought and then there's a big thing and it goes into a revenge yeah. thing and then you go towards the end and there's a big massive CG fight and then that's it, yeah. and then there will be Actually, a sting that says ooh come back um, for the sequel oh, I, 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 I've so got to ask Sharon something and I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen it have you ever seen Max Headroom Sharon do you remember there was an yeah. 80s program called Max oh, Headroom yes, I used to watch. yeah I used to watch that yeah I used to watch that but you know, with with the actual film where you've got like Bryce, you've got like two people trying to outfox yeah, each other on the, the computers. Back in the, oh yeah, I saw the film back in the day do, before. Do you remember? Yeah, like a, that's yeah, how he become. That's how he got Max Headroom. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very much yeah. like this. So you've got two techie guys all trying to sort of. Do you know what I mean? The bit where they're 
they're all trying to do different things when they're so, so as well as the action scenes going on they're also trying to fight each other in cyberspace if you like or whatever so yeah um it had a very much a max headroom vibe about it and you know what toes yeah do you know what it wasn't too bad i don't know if it was just that i was thinking well this is, might be the last thing i see at the cinema for a long long time so perhaps perhaps i saw it through rose tinted glasses but <laughs> it was okay it was okay you know i, I mean I didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was quite entertaining. I thought it was quite fun. Um, yeah, I couldn't really, I couldn't really moan too much, and I really didn't even mind Vin Diesel in this apart. So I don't know. That's yeah, sure. That's bloodshot for you, Sean. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna begrudge you that final film you saw in the cinema. You don't know when the next time is gonna be. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you have that. I'm gonna, <laughs> cool, cool, thank you. I'm gonna let you. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it. I, it's not. It was not something that was going to be high on my list of things to see. Um, <clears throat> and apparently, it's been announced today that it's going to. It's uh, Bloodshot is heading for an early on-demand release because they're like, yeah, just put it out there because it's. it's well, yeah. Yeah, they're like, just put it out there. Let people, let people see it because well, what's the point of sitting, sitting on it? Right. Well, that's it exactly. Now, uh, shall we get on to the f- the final film that I saw in the cinema before? Sure. And so last week Wednesday, I went to see this film, and I was like, "Well, it's not going to be in the cinemas long anyway. I need to go see this because it's based on a TV show that I used to watch as a kid. I have very, very vague recollections of it, and this is Fantasy Island. So, Fantasy Island. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh, Fantasy, yeah. I can only think of the Bucks Fist song. That's all I can think of. But yeah. Oh, I did not even know that there was. I didn't. Did not even know Bucks Fist went there. Yeah. <laughs> did not even yeah. know they went there. So, so no, but but this is a show that we got on TV in Nigeria, and this was pretty much. I'm pretty sure it was a 70s thing. We got. I watched it in the 80s, and. I never understood what the show was about. All I knew is that there was a guy who wore a white suit, and he was, and he had an assistant who was uh, the plane, the plane, exactly the plane, the plane. Who was uh, this? I don't know. Would you say? Would you? I really don't know what is the proper word. So I apologize for anybody who, but he, but he had dwarfism. Who was from Southeast Asia yeah. at, at that time? At that time in the eighties in Nigeria, I didn't have a clue how to tell apart people from different Southeast Asian countries. So we just thought he was Chinese, and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, called Tattoo, who also wore a white suit. And people would arrive, and all we knew was that every episode, this people would arrive at this island, and I didn't understand what was going on there, and then they would leave, at, or some of them might leave at the end of the episode. And I just sort of put it in the same category of shows as um, Love Boat. And stuff love like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of exactly. It's Love Boat. <laughs> yeah, it's like Love Boat. So you have a couple of stock characters. People arrive at the beginning of the episode. They have the adventure. They leave at the end of the episode. Next week, another people, another bunch of people arrive. Yeah. And so the, the whole idea of Fantasy Island is that people arrive there and they arrive there to live on whatever their fantasy is. And Mr. Rock, who was originally played by Ricardo Moltolban. <clears throat> yes, Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, Ricardo Rotterdam and Tattoo, who was played by Herve Villachez, I believe is how you pronounce it. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah um, he and they would provide these fantasies for the people who arrive, but this fantasies will usually have like you know a moral story in the like you know oh be careful what you wish for. So Bloomhouse, who have done some pretty good things recently, uh, decided to, have decided to take this film and decided to upgrade it and like update it and make it more of a definite horror tinged thing. So the film kicks off, and you now Mr. Rock is played by Michael Pena. Tattoo, okay. yeah, tattoo is nowhere to be seen. Whether they thought that that would just be a little bit too, um, like you know, politically incorrect or something like that, but tattoo is nowhere to be yeah. seen. So at the beginning, all these people arrive, and you, you can have uh, there are little bits where <clears throat> you feel there's little bits where you feel okay, yeah, actually, I can see what they're doing. That this is a this is a nice little nostalgic buzz buzz because at the beginning of the film, somebody does say the plane. The plane, <laughs> and it and it does make you go. Ah, I see what they're doing there. I see what. And the plane arrives, and in it you have these two brothers who are who have obviously been adopted, like or or like they're they're not 
biologically brothers, but their parents got married. You have these two brothers whose fantasy is that we just want to have it all. I want to live like, you know, we want to live like, you know, big people. You have one person whose fantasy is that, oh, I got, um, I got bullied when I was a kid and I want to bully the person who bullied me. There's a lady who shows up played by Maggie Q, who, um, who, what she wants to do is, what she wants to do is that she wants to, um, li- <clears throat> her fantasy is not saying no to the person who, to the love of her life when he asked her to marry him. And, uh, and there's one other person who wants his fantasy that he wants to, he never got to enlist as a soldier because his mother wouldn't let him. And he wants to be, live out as a soldier for the day. And so you go in there and they start building all these fantasies and all that. And then the film gets bogged down in its own concept. And it tries to link everybody's thing together. And it gets to a point where it's just kind of shoddily made. They keep using the, they keep using the same jump scare over and over again. Where you're like, oh, for goodness sake, we get it. There's something scary there. Move on. And I feel like there was, this is, so we were talking about, because Blumhouse also made The Invisible Man. And we were talking about yeah. how the Invisible Man was possibly a missed opportunity to do something, to say something about the world we live in now. And I feel like, essentially, Fantasy Island, the, 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 they do they have little bits of this in the film, where the whole idea... So is this a horror movie? Is this like a horror movie? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a straight-up horror movie. They make it more... more... That's, unusual, that's unusual for you to go watch one of those, Toast. Yeah, it's Fantasy Island. I was going to go watch it. But it's. Ah. I, I, I wanted to see what they'd done with it. I really wanted to see what they'd done with it because I was like, Fantasy Island? I remember that being a family show. How do you make that a horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, so I was... So th- that's, that was one of the reasons why I actually went to see it. But, uh, but I think there's... You know the whole idea of Instagram, the Instagram life that everybody wants now, that nowadays people are on Instagram and they just want to sort of like go in there and they want to be able to have everything that they want and they feel like they should have it. Yeah. There was a there was an opportunity with this film to do to say something about that, to have that be like, you know, sort of horror thing in there. And it goes stupid. It goes so stupid. I mean, this film sets up rules and then for no I mean, Sean when you eventually see this, and you should see this because you will be ranting and raving your head off. Give <laughs> <So, laughs> me rants. Yeah, yeah I think it's like, honestly, yeah. what, there, there's bits in this film, right, where you're like, what the? What the heck just happened? Like, like the film sets up rules and says, oh no, you only get one fantasy, and then totally destroys those rules and throws them out of the window. People do things that don't make any sense. When he actually comes out to say, oh, this is actually the bad guy, you're like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no, honestly, okay. Because I said we're, we're so essentially, and quite frankly, me telling you what happens is not going to ignore. It's not going to destroy your enjoyment or lack of of this film whatsoever. So it turns out that one of the people who has been has one of the people who has been in the who who showed up in the plane at the beginning that their fantasy wasn't actually their fantasy was to punish everybody else who showed up and you're like wait a second but if you did that why the heck would you have done that to begin with why why would you have gone why would you have put yourself in that situation and they try and go yeah i had to do that to make it like you know believable and you're like no no <laughs> it's, it's, it's so it's so stupid and i think in in a tv show that would have worked because in a TV show that was like you know, nice and family friendly, you could—it's it, no big deal. But this just this just leaves you with so many questions. Like, hang on a second. So, if your fantasy does involve somebody else, does that mean that they will just go and hide, uh, kidnap that person, bring them to the island, and then you can do whatever the heck you want with them? What about their life? <laughs> what about what about yeah. their family? What about the police? What, what about? Yeah, and, and I think a lot, lot of unanswered questions. Seen as this thing is a horror movie, it shouldn't be a spoiler to say that everybody who arrives at the beginning of the film does not make it back home at the end. Right. So everybody oh, right, who arrives, okay. everybody who arrives on the plane does not does not leave on the plane, and it's and I'm and you're just suddenly going, um, but hang so. What are the families? The families are just going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, they went on a holiday of a lifetime and didn't come back. No big deal. I'm like, what? And presumably they pay to go to this fantasy island. So if fantasy, if these other fantasists say, I want to kill someone, but like, how does that, their travel insurance cover that one? <laughs> well, the, the, that's it. If it, they're going to kill another guest, it's like, 
I'm sure you can't say, go on holiday, my fantasy is to kill another one of your guests who's paying to stay with you. I'm thinking, okay. Yeah, it, it's, this, this one was just all over, I mean, by the, and the film. Was, can, can I just ask you something? Yes. You know yes. Michael Pena? Yes. Was he like the, the, he was like the owner of the island, was he? Was he the one that put all the fantasies together? He's the, he's like the curator of the fantasies, yes. He's a curator, yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I like Michael Pena, I think he's a, I like him in a lot of, lot of stuff. He's, he's good in a lot of stuff and he has nothing to do here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, uh, he just shows up for the paycheck. He he has pretty much. He has nothing to do here. I feel like this is the kind of film where he might have been like uh, he might have been a fan of the show when he was a kid, or it might have been that Ricardo Montalban was the only Hispanic person that he saw on TV when he was growing up. Yeah. And so for him, <laughs> and so for him, it meant something to play that character because it. But, I want to wear that white suit. Yes, I want to wear that white suit because he doesn't even he he isn't like as he he's kind of like a more disheveled Mr. Rock. He isn't like you know the sharp suit, everything like that. It's a yeah. There, there's bits, there's line readings that he gives, like you know, like you know, places, places, smiles, everyone that Mr. that Ricardo Montalban used to say in the show. He says yeah. it, but the way they say it in the film is just like pfft, falls flat. It's it's uh yeah. So okay. Yeah, and honestly, so he's not your classic Latin lover then that Ricardo Montalban used to be. No, no, he isn't. He isn't whatsoever. He, no. he, he isn't whatsoever. And where the film ends, I mean, the final scene of the film, I saw this thing coming, and I was like, oh, for goodness' sake, no, no, no. Just get on with it. That is, that is. Oh my god, that is cheesy as anything. If you'd made a better film leading up to this point, it might have been clever. But now it is cheesy as anything. And the third part of this film, the third act of this film falls apart it is like uh, it's i've heard a, i've heard a uh, term recently that i quite like a raging bin fire the third act of this film <laughs> is a raging bin fire it is kind of like nobody was paying attention to anything everybody just wanted to get home before coronavirus hit or something i don't know but it's <laughs> but the third half of the third act of this film is nonsense absolute nonsense you i mean you can sit down and try and make sense of it it doesn't make any sense it's so yeah it sean have fun with that yeah when you finally get to see okay it. <laughs> okay okay well i expect at some point maybe yeah you, you but, um yeah yeah i'm quite it. glad i didn't see it. i did i did hear lots of bad things about it, it, it yeah. yeah yeah and i have to admit uh, i think they are all warranted they are all warranted. It's I. It's very rare that you see a film just fall apart in front of your eyes. Oh dear! <laughs> and you can't. The thing is, you can't even spot the moment at which it fell apart. But you all. But you just sat down there. All of a sudden, you know, this is falling apart. This is gone. This is yeah. gone to pot. But mm. yeah. So anyway, that is. Uh, I think that is it. That is it for us um, on our, our farewell to cinema show. Yes. Oh Lord, yeah. this this just makes me oh God, this just makes me so sad. Sad, isn't it? It it is it is really sad. It is really sad. I mean, I mean, but maybe we could come up with some other idea. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll... have to go back to the don't make them like they used to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go back to they don't make them like <laughs> they used to. Well, I think there's there's still some there's some pretty good TV coming up soon. Like I know there's a show Knots and Crosses on BBC at the moment. And... Right. Yeah, I'm waiting for to have a few more under my belt before I watch that. I like to do a bit of a binge watch on those sort of things. It's all available on iPlayer now. Yeah, I might have to do that when I'm when I'm finished work. Yeah, so it's yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but um, I might finish watching that by next week. And and Superfan Nina has been like, oh, 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 what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? So I might actually just uh, um, we might end up having a conversation with her and all that. But I'm actually quite liking this. You know how you were talking about the other podcasts we used to do, they don't make them like they used to, where we walked yeah. around and we asked people, what was the first film you ever saw at the cinema? We could just have a whole bunch of interviews where we asked people, what was the last film you saw at the cinema? Yeah. <laughs> That's true, yeah. That, that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah. We've come full circle. Oh. We have. Oh, good Lord. Good Lord. Uh, honestly. Uh, yeah, we you know you're right. We might not have cinemas for a while. I think they'll become, they might just become like you know a sort of, like the theater. They might become more yeah. like a theater, like a novelty almost. But nah. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering whether I've done about you, Sharon, but I'm wondering what what about those cards? Because if if you carry on paying, you know, and they go bust, you lose all those months, don't you? Yeah, I've I've looked on their website. There's nothing on their website other than we have closed, and um, so I expect they don't know what they're doing yet. <laughs> they're uh, probably no, thinking, it. oh heck. I, yeah. I think I did see something. I think I did see something about. Um, uh, that they're gonna, they're still gonna take out the money, but they're gonna like when the when it starts up again, you're gonna get get like a refund thing. Oh, so okay. you know, that's, that's totally complicated. Yeah, I know, but I think what they're saying, you know, the reason that what I'm they thinking is they're saying it's gonna be awful. That's it. But what I'm saying is that if they go bust, you're gonna lose all that, aren't you? Mm. Yes. Are you gonna keep paying yours or what? What are you gonna do with yours? Oh no, I don't know. Um, I don't know yet. No, I don't either. But let me know, won't you? Yeah. We'll be in on it together. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, until, oh, think, guys. so until next week, all that's left to say is a goodbye from me. A goodbye from me. And uh, yeah, goodbye from me. Goodbye, Cinema. We hardly knew you. <laughs> <laughs>